How's it going, guys? Thanks for coming back to the channel. It is entry 34 in the Diary of a Cinephile. And today we're going to talk about the recent entry in the Godzilla franchise being Godzilla vs. Kong. Uh, that it just came out maybe a week ago or maybe two weeks ago. I can't remember the exact release date. Uh, but I just got a chance to sit down with it, and I've actually watched it twice in the time that of my first attempt and before I decided to sit down and actually talk about it because I I actually do find it enjoyable, and I think that's just because I'm a Godzilla fan. You know, even when sitting and watching it with my wife, she asked, who are you more in favor of, Kong or Godzilla? And I think the reason why I like Godzilla the most is because he has a more... I don't even want to say backstory, but like he just has a more rich kind of storytelling to his franchise almost. Like he has so many entries. And some might say that that might be just too many. You know, like there's, there is such a thing as too many movies or too many sequels. And I am one to agree with that. But, you know, even going back to the older ones from like the 50s or the 60s, like those Godzillas, they're all enjoyable because it's all just. Rem rem reminiscence of that time when you didn't have special effects like this so what did you have to do you had to make do with what you had you had to put a guy in a godzilla outfit and make him trample on a couple of cardboard boxes so like that's just how you got it done and it's just that i think he's got with this entry i think that makes 35 films in the godzilla series and so this is just a huge like universe that's created specifically for Godzilla. I mean, that also includes the numerous amounts of reboots and whatnot, but each of them still derive from the same kind of, you know, source material or, you know, close enough to it. I do appreciate the most recent, uh, I guess you can call it a trilogy now that they've come out with, and um, that being Godzilla, Godzilla King of the Monsters, and now Godzilla vs. Kong. All three of those are apparently set in the same universe, which means that Kong Skull Island is also set in this universe, and I believe they're actually trying to build this kind of cinematic universe around the monsters, and I think they're calling it the Monsterverse, actually, if I remember reading correctly, and that's pretty cool, I don't mind that idea, I think it has, you know, definitely has places to go, what sucks is I wish, they have the monsters for it, like, you could literally do a movie with Godzilla versus every one of those monsters, they only did uh, that first one, with him uh, versus uh, the twofer. I can't remember the monsters in the first one exactly. But then you had King of the Monsters, and they introduced friggin' every monster. They introduced Rodan, they introduced Ghidorah, they introduced um, every single monster. But then, like, this one kind of takes place a very long period of time after that one. Like, I don't know exactly where Skull Island takes place in the overall timeline, but what I do know is that they pick up from this time where it's like, oh yeah, Godzilla's fought and beaten all the monsters. So, like, we didn't get to see any of that. So you could easily make more movies just based on those, but then you'd have to make them all prequels to the Kong versus Godzilla. So that's just kind of weird. And even the movie itself is kind of playing more towards the idea of it being Kong's story. You follow Kong through the majority of the film, and there's a lot of weird... Like, I, I enjoy it for its cinematic 
representation, you know, seeing this fight and it's a really cool fight. Like the movies, I think a little less than two hours and the last 40 minutes, it's all this battle. So anything before that, it's kind of like, okay, it's just leading up to this and that's what you want to see. It's almost like a Rocky film. You watch an hour and a half of Rocky and all you're waiting for is the 45 minute fight between him and Apollo Creed or him and Ivan Drago. It's the same thing. You're just waiting to get there and you want to get there. Uh, There is actually two fights that they have in the film and they're both great. They're both, you know, CGI masterpieces or whatever you want to call it. And, you know, just just for that, it's good. Just just if you want to see that. If that's all you're interested in, the film's worth it. There were parts that I didn't like. You know, like, I don't really get uh, Millie Bobby Brown's character's role. Like, it's kind of like if you took that whole section, everything that has to do with that character, out of the film, it wouldn't make or break the film. Like, we don't need the majority of that storyline for the film to still make sense. And that's because, like, of course, uh, everybody who's taking... who All the actors who are part of the storyline that involves Kong, and then all the actors that are separated that are involved in... Godzilla's storyline, but the thing is, is that Godzilla isn't very prominent in this film, you know, he's almost the bad guy, even though he's the, the it, it's the first name in the title, it's Godzilla versus Kong, not Kong versus Godzilla, Kong is technically played off to be the good guy, because most of the movie follows him, most of the movie follows the characters that are related to his story, or even his movie, to say the least, and... Anybody that has to do with Godzilla is just, they're just there to make sure you understand that, yeah, this is based off the same universe. And even, even that's kind of a, a kind of separated idea because the first film had a bunch of actors that weren't in the second Godzilla film. The first Godzilla film had Elizabeth Olsen, which you don't see anywhere in the second film. And the second film had Millie Bobby Brown and her mother and her father. And her father's in the film, but he's in the film for maybe nine minutes. You know what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't play that big of a role. He's just there as a plot device. He's there to let you know that this does take place in the same continuity, sort of. Like, I put in quotes, sort of. It is the same continuity to an extent, but I don't know where they plan on going. And again, Millie Bobby Brown's character didn't necessarily need to be there. Like, there's a lot of things that kind of just you could do without. They're definitely just there to put, like, something else in the film to maybe make it longer or make it connect in some way or maybe lead into something that's meant to be important, but I don't get its importance. Like, there's, of course... Um, the introduction as well, and spoiler, there's an introduction to Mechagodzilla. I'm pretty sure everybody kind of has known that by now. So Mechagodzilla's in there, so the company that makes Mechagodzilla, they're trying to get Kong to be the one to get get to the core of the Earth. It's such a weird, weird story when it comes to all of that. Like, it's so extra that it's almost unnecessary. And they get to the core of the Earth, and the core of the Earth is kind of like this Inception-looking world where it's part upside down because of how gravity is. But it's huge. It's huge, the center of the Earth, apparently. There's no actual core of the Earth, like what we imagine it to be, just this big ball of lava or whatever. No, it's this whole other world that just separates 
the gravitational pull in some way, shape, or form. It's very, very strange. And so this company that creates Mechagodzilla is sending Kong to the core to find the energy source, energy, energy source, excuse my mouth, to energize Mechagodzilla to the point where it's like the hum- the normal human energy can't like keep him afloat. So they need the energy from the core and that's Godzilla's entire plot. Not Godzilla Kong. That's God. That's Kong's entire plot up until he fights Godzilla. So I don't get any of that. Why that was there. It really sort of came off as very, I don't even want to say convoluted. It just, it was so strange for them to take that turn in this universe in a way. And I just, it, you could have just left it as just this brawl between the two of them and maybe, like, they're trying to brainwash one of them and then they realize that and they go off and, like, be best friends or something. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I would never try to sit down and write a Godzilla vs. Kong script. I know somebody did. I know a thousand per- people probably did over the last many, many years. You know, only certain scripts get greenlit, so who knows how many versions of this was out there before this was the one that they said, okay, this makes sense, this will probably sell better than the rest. So... Who knows what other versions of this story could have possibly been. But whatever they did with this one when it comes to all of the extra stuff, you know, like, it's just fodder. You know, it's 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 spam. It's, it's bloatware. It's just there to make a longer film and to make it make sense. A film like this doesn't need to have such crazy meaning behind it. You know, you don't need a lot of the extra storyline that you have in there, especially when it came, again, I'm just going to say it, Millie Bobby Brown's character, and I have no problem with her in the film. I have no problem with her, you know, as an actress. I have no problem with her incorporation. I just feel like what they did as far as her incorporation just didn't make any sense to me. I feel like it could have been... I'm I'm literally going to say it again. If you took out everything with her, the movie would still make perfect sense because... It doesn't add anything, and it doesn't take away anything. It's just extra. It's bloatware. You know, it's the stuff that you get on a new computer or a new cell phone that you don't want and you try to get rid of, but you can't get rid of it because it's it's etched into the programming. That's it's You're going to have it for the rest of, of your life, for the rest of however long you have that phone or that computer for, and whenever you watch this film, you're going to have this random storyline that, again, I just I don't get. I didn't think that, that those were good parts of the film. Uh, I'm not going to say that Kong's parts were any different give or take you know but when it comes to the actual fight that's more than worth it for me like again i've sat through it twice already and it's more than worth sitting through twice uh, especially the second time when i'm able to fast forward through parts that i don't care about and just get to that really really good cgi'd you know animated fight that's just done so so very well it's really done uh tremendously and there are definitely like taking what that what that was and definitely just trying to make a story around it which you know they have to do but it's very much worth just seeing Godzilla and Kong fight and that's all I'm gonna say if you appreciate the first two films or if you just want to see a really really good you know animated this day and age Kong versus Godzilla this is great because I don't think we've gotten another one close to that since maybe the 80s I can't remember the last uh King Kong versus Godzilla but, you know, that one was, of course, two guys in costumes. Like, this is way more in this generation. And it's a lot of special effects. But 
if you don't mind it, you know, of course, if you don't mind like a Marvel film, if you don't mind, you know, an Avatar film, you're not going to mind this. And it's definitely lives up to the hype of actually wanting to see Godzilla versus Kong. And I know there was hype for it for a couple of years because they were talking about it. And again, I don't know where this is going to lead to, but maybe it'll lead to something else. Maybe it won't. I don't know. But, you know, you can give it a shot. I recommend it just because it's worth watching for the end fight. You know, it's that it's worth that. It's worth just that for me, for me, at least. I don't mind skipping things to get to, you know, good scenes and films and that I, I'll skip a lot to get to that the last half of this film. So it's totally worth it, at least to sit through for the first time, get the story, feel out what you enjoy and then watch the ending fight because that's really all that's this film is worth. <laughs>